day we celebrate this feast in honor of the conversion of St. Paul, who, as my patron, this is the feast I celebrate for thy namesake, because his other feast day he's connected with St. Peter. So he's with Peter. Here he's alone. Like the story of Adam and Eve in Scripture, this conversion of St. Paul also is a pet peeve of mine because there is no mention of a horse. We always talk about Paul's conversion was falling off a horse. Where's the horse in Scripture? Where's the apple in the Adam and Eve story? There's no apple tree mentioned, yet we all think they ate the apple and that's their sin. We all think Paul fell off the horse and that was his uh, that was his sin, uh, that was his conversion, rather, but the reality is, it's not there. And so, if, so that is an artist's depiction that has taken life of its own. If only the reality of what occurred would take life of its own in our own lives, would we be transformed. Because St. Paul, St. Paul, St. Paul was brutal to the Christian people. He was a devoted rabbi, a devoted Pharisee. He was taught, taught by one of the greatest uh, rabbis in existence at that time. It would almost be like learning from Fulton Sheen in our modern day. I mean, he was the best rabbi and he was taught and trained, he taught and trained St. Paul, who was a Pharisee to the 10th, the, the 17th degree. And the perversion, as he saw in the Christians, and their deluding of the faith as he understood it, was absolutely abhorrent to him. And so he spent his life and mission to root it out of the Jewish people. St. Paul, which we don't reflect upon enough, but St. Paul put many Jewish believers in Jesus Christ to death. And in this reality, in his conviction of what he was doing was right, he hears the Lord God speak to him. He hears Jesus Christ to speak to him clearly, why are you persecuting me? Who are you that I may know who I'm persecuting? I am Jesus Christ who you persecute in my people. And that conversion I mean, if you want to see a 180-degree turn, you look in the life of St. Paul, because all of the effort he put into persecuting the church, he now put into proclaiming and witnessing to the good news of salvation. We often see that this occurs in many people who convert to the faith. We often hear uh, someone like a Dr. Scott Hahn, who was a Protestant minister, who in his time as a Protestant, did much and caused many Catholic Christians to leave the faith and to come over to the, uh, the Protestant side. And he speaks about very often the regret that he has and the remorse that he has that he did that. And so we see that as much as St. Paul persecuted the church, even more so did he proclaim and witness the good news of salvation. Did he more so fulfill the, the word of the gospel this morning, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature? And the gospel, the good news of, of salvation, is that God loves us and he saves us. 
that God loves us, he died for us, and rose again. Being a follower of Jesus Christ isn't living by a set of moral beliefs and moral rules and regulations. That is a consequence of us accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, accepting what God has planned for us. Because we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we want to change the way in which we live for Him alone. But somehow, over the course of time, and even sadly in our modern reality, it seems to have gotten reversed. And when we talk about being a, a, a Catholic, the, very, the, the most important thing we seem to talk about is the moral rules we live by. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be moral. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. But that is not the priority of our faith. The priority of our faith is a relationship in Jesus Christ. And because of that relationship in Jesus Christ, I wish to surrender my life completely to him to live as he calls me and desires me to live. Because of my relationship of knowing Jesus Christ, then do I want to live by the moral code he sets before us, not vice versa. And yet that seems to be what most people, when they hear of Catholics or Christians in our modern world, that's immediately what they think of, what they can't do if they become a believer. So you and I, my brothers and sisters, have that responsibility to go out into the whole world and proclaim the gospel, the good news to every creature. Like St. Paul, and an invitation of all the, the, the command to all Christians to accept Jesus as their Lord. So let us pray through his intercession this morning that we may be empowered by our desire, that our love for Jesus Christ, that we may truly go out to all the world and spread the good news, that all people may come and desire a relationship with the Lord, who loves us, who saves us, who died for us, and rose again, that we might be assured of his desire to be united with us. God bless you.